I think it would change the entire landscape. I think for individuals that have completed terms of service or a term of service, it really allows for you to, to be humble and to really think about how policies and structures and systems impact the lives of individuals because maybe your term of service was directly working with individuals that are impacted by certain laws or policy. So once you have that lived experience, I think it changes the way that you view systems and view systems and policies and structures because you're coming from that as a, as a service alum. That's the voice of Ashley Dickerson, an alum of not one, not two, not three, but four AmeriCorps programs, talking about what it would mean to have more servant leaders in politics. I'm Dr. Max Clow, host of the New Politics Podcast, and today I'm excited to lift up the voice and experience of another individual who serves as a facilitator for our Answering the Call program. Service has been at the core of Ashley's life, and today she is using her skills and experiences to help other servant leaders get clear on how they can continue to serve in the years ahead. Ashley grew up in Arizona and very early on discovered her passion for serving others. While in college, she served with an AmeriCorps program called Breakthrough Collaborative that involved providing academic support to kids, and she realized that she loved working with young people. So after college, she signed up to serve a year with City Year San Antonio, another education-focused AmeriCorps program that allowed her to spend another year working directly with kids. Then, following City Year, she joined Public Allies in Phoenix, where she had a chance to spend a year working for a nonprofit that was involved in the education space. And then after that, she spent another year serving with AmeriCorps VISTA, and in that program, she was able to work on educational policy with the Arizona Department of Education. Today, Ashley works as a program manager for Foster Ed Arizona, an organization that works to support foster youth. She also serves as a facilitator for our Answering the Call program, providing spaces for other servant leaders to reflect on whether they feel called to serve again through politics. Much of my career has been in the national service space, and I've met many individuals with a deep commitment to service, but I don't think I'd ever met anyone else who has completed four different national service programs. And on today's show, Ashley explains how her service experiences have allowed her to get firsthand experience with education at every level from the classroom to the district to state level policy. And she discusses what it might mean to have individuals with that kind of service experience stepping into positions of political power in the years ahead. Ashley is the embodiment of the sort of insightful and inspiring servant leaders who comprise our community here at New Politics. I'm excited to lift up her voice on today's show. Ashley Dickerson, thank you so much for joining us on the podcast today. Yeah, thank you so much for the invitation. Awesome. I've been wanting to hear your story in more detail for a long time. So uh, four service programs, it's amazing. Uh, so I'm looking forward to the conversation. But there is a place why I, where I always start, which is, what's your earliest memory of learning the value of service? 
Yeah. So um, growing up um, in my church, my mom actually facilitated a kind of youth service group. um, And it started, I started, I think I was five years old. Um, And my earliest memory um, was probably when I was seven in like third grade. Um, And we had to, we collected um, food boxes. So kind of that experience that, you know, a lot of young people have, um, but that was the first time that I actually had to knock on a door to ask for canned food. Um, And I remember feeling just like, I don't know, like, how, what do we say? Do we just ask people for canned foods? Like, how does that work? Um, And to my surprise, and I think maybe to my mom's surprise, I was actually pretty good at it <laughs> and I'm not surprised I really, yeah, really enjoyed it. Um, and it was just so great also towards the end to be able um, to kind of decorate the boxes and write notes for the families. And I think that at that point on, um, you know, I kind of felt that, that gut feeling of like, Oh, okay, this, this feels good. Even as a seven-year-old, you're kind of like, something about this feels really good, but I can't really put my finger on it. Um, But now and my adult wise self, looking back, I'm like, that's what it was. That's what it Um, was. It's the moment. Yeah. That's Mm -hmm. fantastic. And that thread has come all the way through since, since childhood. Oh yeah, definitely. So tell us a little more. You grew up in Phoenix, right? Yeah. Yeah. Tell us a little bit more about your family and and kind of early experiences. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Yeah. So my um, early experiences, um, my family is first from Barbados. And so I had a a multi-generational upbringing. My grandmother spent a lot of time um, with me during school projects and um, she would walk us to school every morning and pick us up every morning. And so um, I think that experience is very different um, because, you know, well, now looking back, uh, grandparents raising grandchildren is not that um, rare anymore, but back then it was. Um, and so a lot of the time that I spent with my grandmother was just, um, it has had a huge impact on who I am today, how I was raised, and and really my connection to service and to the community. Um, so born and raised in Phoenix, um, I like to say that I, I love Arizona. Maybe not a lot of people say that, but I truly love my state and I love being able to do the work in my community. Um, So born and raised in Glendale, um, which is a little pocket um, right next to Phoenix, Arizona, Mm -hmm. um, and uh, kind of pretty much was born and raised. I stayed there all the way until I went to the University of Arizona in Tucson, um, which also Tucson is incredible. So I just, again, stayed in Arizona. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I think towards the end of that, I was really looking for an opportunity to, to switch it up and maybe relocate. Um, but most of my childhood um, has been in the same part of Arizona. It's been in Glendale. Um, I've done a lot of the work. A lot of my AmeriCorps experience was able to happen in Glendale, where I was born and raised. Um, and then in my full-time job, I actually have the honor and privilege to work within the community that raised me. Mm. Um, and so kind of full circle. Deep roots. Deep roots. It. To, yeah. It's amazing. Yeah. And a little rare these days, I feel like that for people have that kind of deep connection to their community. Yeah. Yeah. Fantastic. So tell us about your choice to serve in AmeriCorps. So you did the the Breakthrough Collaborative. You served with the Breakthrough yes. Collaborative in Austin, mm-hmm. Texas, was your first yes. service program. How yeah. did you make the choice to do that? And what kind of service were you doing? Tell us a little bit about that. Yeah. So interesting enough, when I had completed the application for Breakthrough Collaborative, I had no idea it was connected to AmeriCorps at mm. all. 
Um, so when I arrived in Austin and um, they did their pre-orientation and they kind of did a AmeriCorps 101. Um, and that was the first time that I had heard about the education award and I had no context. Wow. Um, and so a few weeks. So why did you sign up? You just wanted to serve? Just like, Yeah. So yeah. Um, it was the summer, the summer before I graduated from college. So I was mm -hmm. kind of trying to figure out what do I want to do? I had spent the majority of my undergrad trying to figure that out, um, switching majors, declaring I, other I understand. Minors. Yes. I went through that whole mm -hmm. process. Mm -hmm. Um, and so one of my, um, academic advisors said, maybe you should just do a summer of, um, teaching and see if that's something that you'd be interested in. It's low risk. It's definitely something that you can just do and, and you'll know after. Um, so there wasn't a spot in Arizona, but I, the closest one was Texas. And I was like, okay. And mind you, I had never been out of the state. And so this is my first time leaving Arizona. Mm -hmm. Um, and so I went to Austin and, um, that I, from that moment on, it has just been all of my terms of service have been connected. And so that term um, was a summer bridge program. And so we were um, summer kind of residency teachers, um, but we did curriculum, we did planning, we did lots of family engagement meetings, we did oh, wow. spirit weeks, we did, you know, everything that you can possibly do during an academic year over the course of those four months. Um, I was also able to kind of start this new journey of maybe education being my thing. I wasn't really sure. Um, after that term of service, I knew uh, almost immediately. I was like, yes, I, I hmm. feel called to serve. To work with young people. To work okay. with young people as a teacher, as a mentor, as a coach. Um, and from that moment on, it's just, it hasn't changed. Um, so that AmeriCorps experience by far uh, was the beginning of what is now Ashley Dickerson. <laughs> for so sure. interesting. And yeah. was there, I know in city year, we talk about a starfish story or something. Was there a moment from that yeah. first service experience that stays with you? Yes. Yeah. So um, actually my, the first graduating class of the students that I served during that term just graduated from college last year. Wow. Um, and so they actually mailed me a letter of a student um, and her name was Veronica. And I just, I, you know, starfish, like she was my student. I just knew that so many great things were going to happen for her. Um, and to fast forward to see her in a cap and gown from, from college. Yes. Yes. So awesome. starfish story, that's very close to my heart because yeah. I had several starfishes and, um, but she was by far, yeah, made it worth it. hundred percent. Awesome. And you, she was what age when you were working with her? She was in third grade? Uh, she was in seventh grade. Seventh grade. Seventh yeah, grade. Amazing. Yeah. So that transition from eighth and then to high school. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So I'm starting to see how this evolves. So you, you did breakthrough collaborative <laughs> yeah. to explore an interest in education and really realized yes. I feel called to that. So the next service program for you was city year. So yeah. And so how was the decision to, you know, what, what led you to choose that and tell us a little bit about the service with city year. Yeah. So after my breakthrough collaborative, I came back to Arizona, graduated and still was like, I do, I definitely want to be in education. I just don't know what that looks like. Um, and so I happened to be walking through the student center and City Year had a table set up and they were tabling um, for this new opportunity. And of course, I saw the bright red and yellow and I walked over and was like, what, what is this? Can you tell me about it? Um, and the recruiter sold, totally sold me on it. Um, and it's just an, an opportunity to now serve for a longer term in a classroom with a teacher 
supporting students, I didn't have to think twice. So I actually went home that same night, completed my application, um, did all of my reference checks, got all of that stuff done. Um, and within, I think about two or three weeks, I was already kind of planning my move to San Antonio. Um, and wow. here by far, um, I know, I know, you know, but I just, I wish everyone could experience that. It was so life-changing in so many ways. And of course it wasn't all kind of rainbows and everything was so great. That's hard work. Yeah, It is, it is incredibly mm-hmm. hard work. Um, but it was, it was worth it. And I would do it again. If I absolutely could, I hundred percent would. I totally, yeah. I mean, I spent 10 years uh, on staff and I, yeah. I, I, I understand, <laughs> but for listeners who aren't so familiar, say a little bit more, what was so life-changing about it? What parts yeah. of it were so powerful? Yeah. So I think my experience was a little unique in the sense that we were partnering with a brand new school. So this school had never had city year. The teachers had no idea who we were. The students certainly had no idea. Um, and so being able to do our kind of morning greeting, I think was by far in the beginning. Which, of course, explain what that is for folks. Yeah. Who so yeah. we, um, as city year members, you know, it's really important that um, we focus on uh, practices that improve the culture and climate of a campus and of a school. And so part of the way that we do that is that we're able to um, create songs and chants and things that kind of get students pumped up in the morning um, and encourage and and to have a team of adults and young people that are excited to see you come to school every day. And for students to look forward, they know that City Year is going to be there every morning with their red jackets on and just high energy. It really, truly transforms the way that students engage with their school. Mm. Uh, and so we would do that every morning, every um, at the end of the day. We would also do it during closure. Um, and so it's just it's an incredible program that truly works to transform the entire school. I think it'd be different if it was just like we're working with students and providing that mentoring and coaching, but we're really um, doing that systems change kind of work with leadership. We would have data meetings. We would review the data of the students that we're meeting with. Um, and of course, you know, we're looking at those students that truly need someone that is consistent, that is going to show up for them, that's going to be a champion for them. And that makes that makes a difference. It makes a complete difference for a young person that is maybe struggling in those attendance behavior and coursework. And to have someone that is so kind of near peer as well, I think that's what's incredible about the model is that it's a little different. We're kind of in that sweet spot of like, we're kind not of really adult adults, figures, but not like a, not really adults. Yeah, and we're but not just, really kids. Yeah, yeah. It's that super sweet spot. And so mm-hmm. you get to have those moments of the coaching and mentoring um, and relationship building with their families. Um, and by the end of that year, you know, everyone knew us. Kids wanted to wear our jackets. Like it was just, you could tell that the impact was there and that, the city or model truly works. It truly does work. And so that for me, um, I was sold after that. I I just knew that I needed to stay in education. I had to. um, And I think honestly, it was because of city year and the incredible support that we got from leadership um, and, and friendships. I think that's probably the biggest thing. Um, I said for folks who don't know, City yeah. Year, you serve in a really diverse team. So you're not a front of the classroom mm-hmm. teacher, but you're working with this team and supporting students in ways that complement teachers. Mm-hmm. But tell us a little bit about the team experience. Yeah. So um, our team, no, there was only one or two people from Texas. Everyone else came from all over the United States. 
Um, and we were all kind of in that similar space of like, I want to serve. I just don't know what that looks like. Um, and so some of us had political science degrees, some had education, some were pre-nursing. We had all kinds of different lives um, of experience. Um, but to work together so closely with a team to do those service projects, to do those fundraising for um, community days, um, you really you really build a family um, by far. I talk to pretty much my entire team weekly still. And it's and been we're years. Past. Yeah, yeah, it's been years. Um, we've gone to weddings. We've had baby showers. You know, it's like you, you really walk away with a family. And I would say that for all of the AmeriCorps programs, really, or at least from my experience, all of them have turned into family. Um, like I said, lots of weddings, lots of baby showers, kind of those life moments that you wouldn't think you would get through a service term. Um, but that by far also has been the most beautiful thing is just the friendships um, that you meet and the people that you meet. That's so, amazing. You still talk to many of them. Every yeah. week. It's been years and oh, years. Yeah. That's fantastic. Yeah. We're and pretty- actually, did you do one year with city or two? I did one year. You did one year. Okay. Okay. So you had that experience wearing the red uniform in schools. Oh Yeah. But you were not done with new service programs. You were you were really just getting started. So you ended yes. up next at Public Allies um, yes. in Phoenix. So tell us how that unfolded, that you chose to do yeah. that. So I like to think about, you know, it kind of also just happened. I wasn't necessarily intending to come back to do another term of service. Um, but there was an incredible opportunity with Public Allies Arizona. And I like to think about how Cityer provided the direct service that I needed, the experience mm-hmm. about um, working directly with young people and their families and with yep. school. But then I felt like I walked away wondering, like, okay, so that's, I get that. I know that I can do this. I love that work. But what do we do when there's problems that we run into that need more of that systems change and systems overhaul? Mm. Um, and so Public Allies was a little bit of a different lens for me, which I think also set me up to uh, to enter politics. Um, it's because I was really wondering about capacity building and how do we strengthen programs to be able to support the families and students in the ways that they need? And so through Public Allies, um, I was able to work with our youngest children. So zero to five, so a little bit of a different space that I hadn't been in before. Mm-hmm. Um, and really looking at the, the services and service models that really foster that uh, and strengthen the development for those younger children. Um, and so through Public Allies, for those that maybe not don't know. Um, it's a 10-month service um, where you are partnered with a nonprofit organization to build capacity. Um, and so for my program, I was with Valley of the Sun United Way, which had been a long-term partner. They had had several allies prior to me, but none within this department. And so this was focused on um, kind of really looking at what systems in the community already exist and how do we get them to connect. Um, which is something that's very common, right? We see lots of nonprofits who are kind of working in siloids and and really doing the same incredible work. But to really think about a collective impact, when we have all these nonprofits and organizations to come together, that impact is huge. Um, And so through Public Allies, that's really what I focused on. I felt like I was able to hone in on a lot of my kind of skills that transferred over to um, political service as well. Mm -hmm. Um, and that I think 
Public Eyes is incredible. Uh, I always like to say it's kind of like a utopia program. It's not anything just like City Year. You can't really know what it's about unless you do it. Yeah. Um, but just life changing as well, for sure. And also, under, so it's very different. You're kind of working on your own. Oh you know, yeah, it's, it's not a team experience. You're collaborate. You're you know you're you're part of this nonprofit building capacity there. But I also mm -hmm. understand they do a lot of leadership development work. We do. Can you say a little bit about the kind yeah. of stuff you experience? Yeah. So we um, create kind of our individual leadership plan. And so um, early on, you know, I was kind of like, I'm not really sure. I kind of just want to learn more about the nonprofit world and try to figure out kind of where I can fit in in this model. Um, and so part of it is really using the public ally year to explore and to really think about what life after public allies looks like for you. Um, so part of that is, you know, we bring in community um, based organizations to present on their programs. Um, we're able to meet with community members who are doing really incredible work to maybe help us to think about um, advocacy. To, to think about policy work, to think about um, opportunities that we may not be thinking about, but could be a good fit for us. Um, and then we do, like City as well, community service initiatives. So there was opportunities to partner in the community um, to figure out maybe if direct service is more of your thing. Um, for me, I think I realized through the process and through my individual leadership plan was that I really wanted to focus more on um, strategic planning and partnering with nonprofits and partnering with programs to strengthen their services for a better outcome for young people. Um, that has always been my North Star. Every yeah. decision that I do, everything I say is based on whether or not this is going to be a positive outcome for a student or for a young person. Um, and so Public Allies helped me refine that. And I knew after that, that I, I kind of wanted to find the, the combination of both kind of direct service with young people and partnering with the organizations and schools and programs that serve them. Um, and so I think there were plenty of opportunities for me to do informational interviews. I met with several people just to say, I'm interested in this. Like, what does that hmm. look like? How do I get into this? Um, and Public Allies has that framework that really sets you up to be able um, to explore. And I think that's what is the most incredible part about it is you get to explore within your community um, with trusted partners and also with a cohort. So we had a cohort. Uh, my cohort was about 60, 60 individuals that year. Um, some of them that I still um, engage with on a pretty consistent basis. Um, my three closest best friends I met during Public Allies. Um, and so, yeah, yeah, I can't can't say that enough. The, the relationships and friendships yeah get out of AmeriCorps services, it's life-changing. It really yeah. is. It's fantastic. Um, remarkably though, you're, you're not done. Your, your <laughs> service spirit <laughs> experience is yet. still not done. There's still AmeriCorps Vista, which yeah. was your fourth AmeriCorps program. Yeah. Fourth so, and five. so you did 10 months with public allies in mm -hmm. Phoenix. Yeah. Tell us what led to this, this other program. Yeah. So uh, my journey all the way from the beginning until the end, I kind of knew at this point, post-Public Allies, what I wanted to do. Um, and that was always, I think it was always there, but I was able to refine it through the mm. process. So it was policy. It's always been around policy because I think through my direct service through AmeriCorps, City Year and Public Allies, I was able to see that policy changes everything. And if there's good policy that's good for kids, the outcomes 
is always going to be good. It's going to be good for kids. Um, and so my final term of service, um, I was an AmeriCorps VISTA, um, which is still kind of focused on uh, capacity building. Um, and this kind of also kind of happened. I think obviously my stars were aligning. Um, I had no intentions of completing another term of service, but um, I had saw a, a posting at the Arizona Department of Education. And since probably in college, I was like, that's a dream. I would love to work there. That would be so great. Um, and I applied for a position and I didn't know that it was an AmeriCorps position. Um, There's a theme until, here. Okay. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Until I did the interview and then I started hearing education award and I'm like, wait, wait, wait hold on. So is this, is this AmeriCorps? And she was like, yeah, it's AmeriCorps. Um, and so at that point I was like, okay, this is, this is supposed to be happening. There's no way that I randomly found a job and it's not connected to service. Um, and so definitely I was like, okay, I can do, I can do this. This is going to be so great. And I think it just, it really brought all of the pieces that I had been doing both in professional jobs and through AmeriCorps experience to that position, which then led me to my current role. Um, and so through that role, I was placed with the um, support and innovation unit, which is really working with the schools that um, are needing that really targeted support and improvement. So these are some of our schools that um, through systems have been often neglected, um, are our Title I schools. It has um, a lot of our students that, um, that are experiencing homelessness and poverty and foster care, you know, it's, it's, it's really our schools that truly need a lot of that really intentional support. Um, and so through that process, um, I was able to be a part of a, a program that was developing principles. And so it was called Project Elevate. Um, and to be able to be in the background, I think this time within this role, I didn't have too much direct support. Um, I was really focused on the capacity building and the creating the structures for these programs to exist. Hmm. Um, and so my AmeriCorps kind of project for that year, my service project was around creating an infrastructure for principals to come together in kind of like a, a cadre, um, to have very targeted professional development, um, to be among each other in a professional learning community, to share best practices, um, and there hadn't been anything like that in Arizona at the time. Mm. And the department was launching this new initiative. And so we were bringing together principals from across Arizona, um, like from all corners of Arizona to come together. Um, and it was just such an incredible opportunity to be able to actually start to create systems that are going to impact the lives of, of students. Um, and so after that, I think I, I knew, I was like, yes, I, I know exactly what I want to do now. Um, and then my current role appeared about uh, a week before my end of service. And so it just was like, again, the stars aligning felt like a, a perfect fit. Um, and all of my AmeriCorps experience truly, and I cannot express this enough, prepared me to be in the role that I am now and to be able to do it in an incredible um, strengths-based model. I kind of picked up a lot of that through my terms of service mm -hmm. um, and to, to center people. I think there's, there's very few organizations that um, allows for you to really think about how are individuals going to engage with our program and what are their needs? And instead of assuming what they are, 
talking to them and creating kind of opportunities for young people to to show up in whatever way that looks like. Um, and so I, I attribute that to AmeriCorps 100%. So tell us a little bit more about the job. You're program manager for Foster Ed Arizona, correct? Yes, yes. So tell us about what you do and say a little bit more about how your all of these different service experiences have kind of allowed you to be powerful in this role. Yeah. So I currently serve as the senior program manager for Foster Ed Arizona, and we're an initiative of the National Center for Youth Law. Um, And we provide um, educational advocacy and support for young people in Arizona experiencing foster care. Um, And so in in Arizona, our education systems could be a lot better. Um, And unfortunately, um, our youth in foster care have so many different things that are going on in their lives that sometimes the education takes a little bit of a back burner. Um, And so we are the only organization in all of Arizona that focuses just on the education of young people in foster care. Wow. Okay. It is an incredible program, the job and the work that we're able to do to support these young people. Um, We are starting to see those outcomes across the state for our students in foster care shifting. And I think that's because our program um, is youth centered. So all of our decisions that we make, Um, program changes, modifications, improvements are based off of what we know our students have expressed works for them, right? So in foster care, the system a little bit kind of tells young people what they will do, what they can't do. There's not a whole lot of space for their voices to be present. So our program is different that we we operate in the opposite way of that we do ask for their voices, we do uplift their voices, and we help them to be able to to advocate for themselves, which is in, so impactful. Um, and so I think my, my AmeriCorps experience, definitely in each one of those roles, I've been able to take those, those learning moments that I've, I've kept with me this entire time into this new position. Um, and I just, I feel like I wouldn't have been able to do the role that I am now without my AmeriCorps experience. I think say, I, I, uh, say a little more about that. Like, yeah. can you make it a little more concrete about here? Here's a situation yeah. where I just see how I'm bringing all my experiences with me to Definitely. make this happen. Yeah. So I think the the thread for me has always been uh, my commitment to service. I think after my breakthrough collaborative term, I that is when I I really said, you know. I am dedicating my life to service. And I know, I know a lot of people say that, but for me, it truly, it truly has been. Um, everything that I do is with service and with gratitude. Um, and so I think being able to um, complete those terms of service and to have those really strong um, skills, because, you know, there are out of the AmeriCorps kind of experience I have taken a lot of a lot of like really tactical skills and knowledge that have helped me to be able to do my role now and so thinking about um like an opportunity to expand our services statewide um i use my americorps visit experience to think about how i was able to engage with different communities um throughout arizona because we do have a lot of rural communities and Mm -hmm. education and how young people experience education in the rural parts of Arizona is completely different than how our students in the inner cities and the suburbs experience education. And had I not had that AmeriCorps VISTA experience, I would have never been able to see those parts of Arizona. 
Um, there's just, there's no way. And, and to be able to interact with our um, tribal communities. Also, I had no experience prior to that. Um, and part of my role with the Vista was, was driving out to Peach Springs to different parts of Arizona. I just, I would have never been able to wow. see. Mm-hmm. Um, and so there has been several points in my career in the six and a half years that I've been there that I'm like, I picked that up at AmeriCorps. Like Amazing. I know that I picked that yep. up. Yep. So all that work at the front lines and the grassroots. And now you're seeing, you understand how to move things forward and how communities work. And yeah, definitely. Yeah. yeah, Mm -hmm. Fantastic. Um, Well, I I have to say, you know, I've spent decades of my life working with servant leaders and, and Mm -hmm. I've met several who've done two, very rarely three, (laughs) but I have never met anybody who's done four of them like you. So you, you, uh, it is a profound (laughs) commitment to service. Yeah. Um, Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. And so let's talk politics a little bit. I know you've gotten a little bit involved in politics. Tell us about that. Yeah. So, um, you know, I always I always kind of thought that I I was never the type for politics. It wasn't something that I was interested in growing up. Um, I certainly wasn't interested kind of well into my teen years. It just wasn't something that um, that I felt kind of drawn to in any way. Um, that changed for me uh, through public allies when I realized the importance of school boards um, and kind of doing that further deep dive of education. I didn't know um, for Arizona and across the United States that our school boards are the ones that create conditions for our teachers and for our students. Yep. And so through that process, I realized that it's an elected position. And I had no idea that that was how, um, you know, those decision makers are able to make decisions on behalf of schools was you're elected by the community and by those that you serve in your district. Um, And so through that process, you know, I had an opportunity um, through my placement with public allies. I met someone um, who happened to be running for school board. And I was like that what that's such great timing, because I'm interested in learning more about how the school boards work in Arizona and and how, um, like, how do we get them to work better was really kind of my question at that time. Um, And so she was like, well, do you want to come along with me? And I was like, well, I think so. But also, (laughs) I don't really know because I have no experience. Right. I have no idea what this world is about. Right. That's exactly why our organization works. Yep. Yeah. Okay. I had no idea. Um, and so I did that after my term of service. Um, you were her campaign manager. Campaign the- manager. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Um, which was, you know, a lot of learning curves. But I think as soon as I was able to grasp like what was really happening, I was like, oh, okay, this, okay, this is something that I might want to do. Um, and so through that experience, I kind of did a lot of the. Um, grassroots organizing, um, which I have a little bit of experience with during undergrad, um, but not so much now. And I remember the first door that I knocked on, um, I I felt that that same feeling again, that same gut feeling of like, oh, okay, this is, this is weird, but it feels really good. It took From when you were seven years old. When I was seven. That, that's yeah. amazing. That's yeah. amazing. Okay. Um, and, you know, to be able to talk to, I remember the the first door that I knocked on, um, she was a mom in the community. She had a five-year-old and so she was starting school. And, you know, we kind of see that, that shift for some of our parents where it's like, oh, okay, like my child's in school. Like I, I really want to know everything that's happening. I want to know what's going on. Um, 
And that was the first time that I was able to talk to a parent and she gave really great feedback on like, this is not working and this is not great for my child. And like, what are my options? And so again, I was able to kind of put on that like community organizing AmeriCorps service hat to say, well, here are your options for some of those problems. But also I have this petition for someone who was running for school board who actually really closely aligns with what you're talking about. And so here's her information. What questions do you have about her? She's, she's actually down the street. If you want, you can wait and you can talk to her. And so being able to connect to families about issues that were really important to them and to have a candidate who was going to listen and actually try to make those changes. I think for me, I was like, okay, yes, this is, this is so incredibly important and this work is so important. Um, and so from that moment on, I have been in love with politics more on the local level, you right. know, we're kind of working our way up. Yep. Um, but that it, it was life-changing for sure. For yeah. Sure. And it sounds like, oh, this is, this is service as well. This thing that I absolutely not seen oh, yeah. as something I was going to be doing. Say a little bit more about the, what was it like being so deeply immersed in the service world and then being in the political space? What, yeah. what, what was hard and what kind of flowed? Yeah. So interesting enough, there's, there's a little bit of a change, but it's really pretty similar, at least in my experience, um, the relationship building and centering the relationships of those that you're working with in the community was happening both in my AmeriCorps service and within my campaign world. Um, and really being strategic, I think through my AmeriCorps service, it was a lot of um, thinking about strategies, modifying strategies to make sure that they fit the community's needs, which also is what we were kind of doing for her campaign as well. Um, she was a first time candidate. And so we both were kind of learning at the same time. Mm -hmm. But at the core, um, you know, she also had dedicated her life to service. So it felt like a really good fit that there were just some things that we knew we were not going to do because that's no longer that's not within our no integrity. Um, our, yes, there's no yeah. integrity. There's no, there's, we're just not going to do that. And so mm -hmm. I think I was incredibly blessed and lucky to have a first time candidate who also was very aligned with service um, and serving the community and not um, kind of doing this for her own political career. Um, she was a mom. She had a lifelong resident of this district. Um, and, and it really was, uh, her campaign was really just focused on parents and students and their needs. Mm -hmm. um, and so, you know, I think the the difference that I experienced a little bit towards the end was just more of the um, the political side, um, because in service, you know, there's not too much of the the challenging stuff, per se, as far as like working in communities and working with other candidates that maybe are not service aligned. Right. That I was not ready for. <laughs> um, service didn't prepare me for that necessarily. Um, but I think it it's still it still provided lots of opportunities to learn um, because I was really able to kind of hone in on, yeah, like this is not someone that we want to affiliate with. And so we're going to focus on um, our plans and our commitment to students and families, like we said. Um, and I think having a candidate that, like I said, was so service aligned as well, I think made it such an incredible experience um, and it resulted in her win. Nice. Nice. Yeah. And the first black woman to ever serve on this school board. Wow. The entirety of the establishment of the district. 
Amazing. Um, so Amazing. yeah, it's incredible. Congrats. Congrats. Thank you. Yeah. Wow. So we're talking because you are an answering the call facilitator. You're, so you're yes. a facilitator for kind of our entryway flagship program for servant leaders yeah. who are thinking about politics. How'd you hear about us? And what made you kind of raise your hand for this opportunity? Yeah. So um, I was on the alumni listserv for City Year, um, and it was uh, kind of a and ask for us to just look at the program, or even consider doing it. Um, and so, you know, for a couple of months, I was like, uh, I don't know, but like, what do I have to lose? I can still just go through the process to find out, like, maybe I do feel calls and this wasn't just like a, a one-off kind of thing. Um, and so I went through that process. And again, I think it was just stars aligned and it felt, it just felt so right. It felt so right. Um, and through the process for me, you know, I was able to answer that and like, yeah, I, I do feel called to serve through politics. Um, and so it's an incredibly transformational program that I think works both ways. Right. So for some of us that are maybe feeling a little bit like maybe I do and I want to right. just like learn more, you know, you can walk away with a hard yes. Like, yes. But then I think it's also just as transformational when you actually make that decision of like, no, <laughs> I don't, I don't. And that is also perfectly, perfectly okay. Um, and I think there's opportunity to think about maybe you don't feel called to serve through politics, but there are still ways that you can engage that will still have some like similar kind of aspect of the political realm but maybe just not through directly um, serving through politics. And so the program, I think, allows for um, lots of uh, reflection um, to be in a safe, supportive space that you can truly kind of work through whether or not you actually feel called. Um, and there, there is no other program like that that exists that allows this kind of space to be so safe. I cannot emphasize that enough. Um, and to be with individuals that have also served, right. um, which is also incredibly unique because um, I still am pretty firm on if you have never done an AmeriCorps service term in general, um, there's nothing like it unless you do it. And so right. to be in a community of individuals that have completed terms of service or are currently serving uh, and, you know, you kind of there's things that you don't have to explain. You kind of just know and you're like, yep, that I also experienced that it creates a very different space for individuals to engage through the content. And I think yeah. that's what I love the most about it is that you're bringing folks together from all various walks of life, all various like terms of service, different organizations, and there's still that common thread of service. And I think that's incredibly unique. Um, and like I said, it doesn't exist. And, and because it does exist, I think, we're creating space for, for folks to step up in ways that maybe they didn't think they could right. through the opportunity to reflect and learn, you know, that, that could be a, a really, really, really great opportunity for some folks. And so that's why I love being able to facilitate that conversation um, because it's, it's impactful and it could change the lives of, of the participants and of their community, which I think makes it a hundred percent worth it. Yeah. So uh, what do you think it would mean to have more servant leaders in politics? Oh, man, that I think it would change the entire landscape. Um, I think for individuals that have completed terms of service or a term of service, um, 
it really allows for you to, to be humble and to really think about how policies and structures and systems impact the lives of individuals because maybe your term of service was directly working with individuals that are impacted by certain laws or policy. So once you have that lived experience, I think it changes the way that you view systems and view systems and policies and structures because you're coming from that as a as a service alum. And so it's very different than maybe someone who um, is maybe doing it for their own careers and is right. maybe not focused on um, truly serving the needs of the constituents in whatever district or community. I think it would just it would create space for empathy um, for those for those kind of individuals to create policies that are truly rooted in core in their core values, core values of the community. Mm -hmm. I think it would be incredibly different, but in a good way that I think we'd be able to have a lot more open conversations. Um, I just, I, I dream about that often of <laughs> like, what, what could that look like? Yeah. And I think through answering the call, you know, we're starting to create that, but, um, and I think it would have an impact because, you know, in AmeriCorps, you, you step up and lead. And so if you're serving within um, a political position and you're leading, folks are going to see that and they're going to acknowledge that and they, they're going to want to embody what you are doing. And so if we have those service professionals kind of serving in this capacity, you know, community members, um, maybe some other folks that are, are not drawn to serving in this way maybe could feel called to because you have that role model and you have someone who is truly um, stepping into their capacity as a service leader, as a community member, um, and someone who's there truly for the people. Um, it, it would change everything. It would be so, yeah, be totally yeah, different. Love it. Love it. And I, you know, yeah. uh, obviously I work here, I believe in this mission, but to hear your story where you start working with the students in the classroom and with city year, yeah. you're working in the schools and then you're working with nonprofits that are in the education space. And then you're at a department of education, like to understand the system at every level from like this, the student's desk up to um, yeah. you know the department of education and then yeah. to step into politics gives you just a whole different level of kind of connectedness and understanding of the system. And so it's yeah, just such a, such a powerful story of what a, a, a somebody, a servant alumni would bring to politics. So yeah. awesome. Appreciate your sharing your story. I guess one final yeah. question, if there are any servant leaders out there and they have served in the past and they're wondering, they're looking at the headlines, wondering, um, mm -hmm. is this for me? What advice would you have for them? Yeah. You know, I would say go for it. Um, going through answering the call is an incredible starting point for you to be able to figure out what this could actually look like for you, right? And I think it's also great that there are so many other programs, staffing school and foundations after that are here to support you. And so you don't have to do this alone. You'll be able to go through a cohort of individuals that maybe share some of the same values um, as you do. Um, and I think it's also important to know that even if politics is not for you, there are other ways that you can support um, maybe other service leaders or servant leaders that are doing it, right? So through campaign work, 
Um, you know, things like writing postcards to your neighbors, um, participating in phone banking, um, canvassing in the community. There are several other ways for you to plug in um, to work towards the impact that you want to see and the change that you want to see in your community. And so, um, like I said, answering the call is the perfect way to start. It's pretty low risk. Um, and, you know, it's it's a safe, supportive space that allows for you to think about you know, your options. And so if there's any hesitation, I would say just kind of go for it. Take that leap of faith. Give it a try. Give it a try. Awesome. Well, Ashley, thank you so much for taking some time to share your story. And it is an incredible commitment to service to have gone through all of those. And, and I think even for me to remind me of just how powerful it is to have all those connections with community when you're thinking about stepping up as a politician or, um, Mm -hmm. or working on a campaign to just understand the issues and the, and the communities with that depth is just a whole different way of being in this business. So, so thank you for all you've done and for all you've done to support our program. Yeah. And I just appreciate um, new politics and answering the call for um, supporting me and seeing my vision. And I just, I love the program. And if there's um, any way that I can bring more folks into the space, I of course am happy to do that. And I look forward to connecting or even chatting with anyone who's maybe thinking about it or interested Um, from one service alum to another, I would be more than happy to do that. Awesome. Awesome. And we'll figure out a way to make that happen in the, in the notes, yeah. or, uh, in the show notes, but just really appreciate your sharing the story. Always a pleasure to talk with you yeah. and thank glad you, we Matt. get to lift up your voice with our community in this way. Yeah. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. This has been the new politics podcast. I'm your host, Max Clow. Thanks for listening, and I hope you join us for our next episode when we meet another servant leader who has chosen to step up and serve through politics. If you want to learn more about New Politics and the candidates that we support, please check us out online at newpolitics.org. If you're a fan of what we're doing with this podcast, I invite you to become a subscriber and give us a positive rating. It's a small act that helps us out in a big way. And if you believe in the work that we're doing at New Politics, please consider donating via our website to support our efforts to revitalize American democracy. I'll leave you with this question, as always. How do you feel called to serve at this critical moment for our nation? Thanks for joining. See you next time.